Welcome to Thriving with Mental Illness, a podcast with real talk, an open and honest conversation about issues surrounding mental health. There are no topics that are off limits and no questions that aren't okay to ask. I'm Mikkel Buck, author, public speaker, and suicide survivor who's lived with mental illness for over 21 years. And with me is my guy, Adam. Hey guys, we're glad you're back. We are excited. We're at the tail end of Thanksgiving and taking a breath as we had quite the festivities and we will talk about a little bit about that but before we jump into it let's talk about memes always always with the memes i feel like if people don't follow on instagram you should go follow it's mental illness dot warrior and every single week i share six of my favorite memes from the week i follow a bunch of really funny meme creators thank you to you all huge shout out but you're going to want to go because obviously I only share one a week here and there are so many hilarious ones. So one of the ones I shared this week that I died laughing at is from books. I just read that account. And the, the meme says this therapist. Oh, you mean my gossip doctor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my gossip doctor. So time for the family update. I think we had to just do a little recap on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was awesome. It was. It literally was. It was very small on our side. We uh, got Gray and Savannah and Max down. We didn't think we were going to get them this year. And last minute, we got a surprise and we got to have them. So it's been so fun to have little Gray baby. I was in charge of hosting. Yes. If anybody listens, longtime listeners, you all know my relationship with cooking. It is bottom 10 for anybody who's new. (laughs) Although you said that, but I, I distinctly remember this year you saying you actually enjoy cooking. Everything is calm and you have time. It is true. And there's no deadline. And there's no deadline. Yeah. So the reason why Thanksgiving was so awesome is it was just our little family. And then my parents were coming over. So we got up leisurely. We went to the gym and worked out, came back, had myself a, a nap. Then I got up and started cooking Thanksgiving. So there was no time. Everything was clean. Things were quiet. We played music. It was super enjoyable. But I do want to just throw out some some cooking hacks for people. Right. My parents came (laughs) over. Follow me for more cooking (laughs) tips. My mom is a really, really, really good cook. She orders specialty ingredients from around the world type of really good cook. So maybe it's just that I measure myself against that. And compared to that, I am bottom 10. But maybe compared to anybody average, I would continue to be average. I wouldn't be bottom True. 10. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. That's my only point of reference because my mother is an amazing cook. So this year I was just, was responsible for turkey, mashed potatoes, which are the Nordstrom recipe because they're roasted garlic. Like they're, it's quite a process. It's a couple day process. Yeah. Um, those and like green beans and rolls and some pies and stuff. So um, life hack, order pies and rolls from somewhere besides yourself. Yeah, so we did that check. And the other, we've hosted this in the past. We've been in charge of turkey. We have tried turkey so many different ways. There have been some years, I remember, where we forgot to buy turkey early enough. And we were running around trying to find a turkey, <laughs> trying to thaw a turkey. But last it, minute. But I've put quite an effort over the years in like finding a delicious turkey. Like oh. I used to brine them for three days on the back porch and citrus and rosemary, like a bunch of stuff. 
Whoever like had, nothing made a difference. I know, because every year we're like, okay, how do we make this really good? Yeah, it was never really good, ever. It, it was a lot of work. And it was mediocre and always had a billion leftovers that never got eaten. Yeah. So we've always been, you know, trying to figure out the best way to do turkey. And I think Mikhail found it this he year. He found it this year. Life hack Costco has a pre smoked, pre cooked, pre prepared turkey. It's all the way done. Literally, you warm it up. And that is what allowed us to go to the gym and for me to take a nap before Thanksgiving dinner. That's incredible. I was in charge of carving the turkey and it was super easy. It was falling off the, off the bone. Everybody ate all the leftovers. It was Everybody fantastic. ate it. So yes, we found our life hack there. My other kitchen hack that I feel like people really, really need to know about, because again, my mom present, makes beautiful food and presents beautiful food. I'm really good at presenting beautiful food regardless of whether or not I made it. Okay. So the presentation. Exactly. The presentation is like nine tenths of the situation. Yeah. So we have the soft butter. I, I have these beautiful little crystal like sorbet dishes and I scooped out and shaped the butter and I have tiny gold spoons and like I made the table looked beautiful. It looked so good that uh, your nephew almost ate it. Thought it was ice cream. <laughs> And it was not, it, it was, was not, butter. it was scoops of butter. Yeah, with butter. Yeah. So anyway, my mom came over and she's like, wow, you've put so much work in. And I smiled to myself. and like rubbed the sleep crease off my face. <laughs> I did. Yes. Thank you for noticing. Yes, the mashed potatoes do require work, but really yeah. other than that, not a whole lot. Yeah. So yeah, it was really good. Life hack. Very calm, very relaxing. Mm -hmm. The way Thanksgiving should be. Yeah, and I think we sat in the hot tub at the end of the day. And yeah. My mom brought over the real desserts. I just like, <laughs> bought a few pies from the bakery. <laughs> That's your other life hack, mm -hmm. is make sure you invite people that bring good desserts. Love to cook. And done. And. and that is why I am in a position to do it next year as well. Yeah. But only if there's like two invites outside of, you know, people who live in the house. If you're not one of the two people that's going to bring homemade desserts, <laughs> You're off the list. <laughs> so we decided that we would use this podcast to talk about gratitude in life. We love Thanksgiving and the holidays coming up. It just feels like a good time of year to do that. Well, it, it's interesting. I remember a quote, and I'll have to look it up because I don't remember it exactly. But it was something like paraphrase. <laughs> something like at every point in your life, you have equal parts of things you can be thankful for and things that you can be mad about. And you just kind of choose which you're going to focus on. And so, you know, the point was no matter how many things are going wrong in your life, there's always things to be thankful for. And, and it made me think, cause sometimes I'm like, well, yeah, well, things, things are to be mad about. Yes. Cause sometimes you just want to be mad. So you want to pull out a list and think of all the things. Well, that's the next podcast. <laughs> We're going to talk about everything we hate and everything that makes us mad. There we go. <laughs> but this one, we're going to talk about gratitude. So we made a list. And for me, the number one um, on the list has got to be our listeners. Yes. Right? Thank I mean, you for being here. Thank you. It's incredible to have people listen. It's incredible that that people join in and, and respond and reach out and ask questions and interact. Like, it's, it's yeah. one of the greatest privileges we have is... Our listeners so thank you for being here and thank you for being a listener and really when we started this we didn't realize that our community our circle of friends would grow so much 
just because people are listening and they're connecting and you know we have a common bond which we either have mental illness or we love somebody that does and where we breathe those three things or they're actually all the first two and the third are all the same or you have a pulse we all have (laughs) well it's funny how small we started off like we truly truly started off with like my sweet aunt shannon posting (laughs) for us on facebook family go listen to Mikkel. And we love her. She's been a huge cheerleader yes. all the way through. So thank you. Thank you to my dear Aunt Shannon. I love you. <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it really started off so small and it is really just mind boggling to me that we are around the world. I think last count was like 48 countries. Yeah. I can't even name 48 countries. So except if I go look at the podcast list. The next, read them <laughs> the next podcast we're going to do in Spanish. So we can, maybe you we we'll get those connect. language transfers, <laughs> and then you can have like the subtitles across the bottom of the screen. Yeah. Just to reach out to other people from other countries. Okay, this is a total um, aside here, but did you see the the funny meme that Kelly, your sister, sent to me? We, no. We're meme exchanging relatives. Like she's my best meme exchanging friend. We several a day. We rarely talk. <laughs> she is one of my best friends because we exchange memes. So anyway, she sent me one. It was like a little video clip of like, this lady is genius. And it was a woman who's been acting as a sign language interpreter for many years. Um, and it turns out she doesn't know sign language. <laughs> she was government. Yeah, she was with the police union or like some government um section of the police that it was some big news conference and she's signing away over in the corner and was totally called on it. She did. There wasn't anything that she was signing that was sign language. She was just like making crap up and she's been a high paid person doing this for years. So we should just get somebody like that to translate it into whatever language we want. We'll know. We won't know the difference. Some of our listeners won't. Some of them will. Just imagine the poor people that are watching. They're like, like, is this a different language? What's going on here? Yeah. I think it's a lot of guts. It does take a lot. And the great thing is she got away with it for years. That's what is so hilarious to me and that we were dying laughing over. So again, that's an aside. So if we end up doing a language translation for all of you and it looks like that, just just know that we love you. Maybe it'll sound like gibberish anyway. Maybe some people are like, oh my gosh, these people only listen for the entertainment. We'll say it's French and it's really not. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. No. Yeah, unless you're French, French. <laughs> which we have some listeners. So welcome. So welcome. True. <laughs> All right. Number two on our list is we had to put down technology. I mean, it really is amazing. The whole technology allows people to podcast and have people watch it wherever they are, whenever they want to watch it. We're listen. Really, we're, we're just starting the whole watching situation. That's true. Because again, you'll, if you are watching, I have lipstick on. This, if you saw any of the previous hundred episodes, literally everyone is in bed, head, and jammas. Yeah. That's the only thing where I'm like, oh my gosh, how long do I have to keep this pretense up <laughs> that I actually get ready on many of the days? The I, answer is you don't. Hopefully not. <laughs> Maybe I'll just start using the pretty filter. <laughs> and then we'll just be like, we always look like this. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, you know, before you had podcasting technology, I imagine you all just got in a room or something. Well, and that's why we, way back at the beginning of my diagnosis, were not able to connect in a meaningful way with people around this topic. Because if you didn't know somebody literally in person within your circle that was willing to talk through all of these different things, the information was not available. 
or you could go to the library in in the informational section and get a book that was published in 1918. Go to the card catalog. <laughs> Gee, literally. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, that's a thing. We used to do that, people. That's right. All of all of the younger listeners. Young kids. Quite a bit. Which learn how to use a card catalog. That so. also blows me away too. Just the range that we have in our listening age. Mm-hmm. And and thank you to there. There's quite a significant amount, 17 and under. I have to think it's just because they're friends with our kids. It's got to be that one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it's just like, I have no idea how parents think. Let's listen to these two yahoos. <laughs> they me like that, too. I like to um, think that we're just super cool. Maybe. And we relate to the young people. <laughs> we could, it could be. It really, <laughs> we'll go really could be that one. Okay, we'll go with that. All right. Number three on our list has got to be our guests, the people that are willing to come on to share the, either their expertise when we have professionals mm-hmm. or people that share their life experience. Yeah. And it's hard you know, to share your life experience, hard to be vulnerable. And we've had some amazing guests that were willing to open up and share and connect. And you know, we've gotten so much feedback on those episodes mm-hmm. because people realize they see their episodes of people. So we're really just the facilitators to get somebody good in front of you. (laughs) That's what we bring to the table. You're welcome. (laughs) But you know, the the amazing thing is most people that have been on are in our circle of friends or influence. Friends of friends. friends, You know, it's that we honestly never would have known had we not like done the, the podcast. You know what else is really interesting to me when you talk about how difficult it is to be vulnerable with some of these very heavy, very serious things. There are quite a few of our listeners, the ones with personal experience that have never spoken publicly about these things before. And then they come on the broadcast and it's broadcast around the world to a 48 plus country where we are right now. And, and the thousands of listeners that we have, supposedly we have, unless Spotify is lying to us. We hope not. <laughs> but for the first time, and there's a lot of nervousness ahead of time and like talking to them about what this is going to look like and feel like, and we can edit and, you know, you don't have to answer questions. Unlike us where we've said, we'll answer anything, like no questions are off limits, yeah. but like to guess, we try to be very respectful of things they want to talk about and almost across the board, everyone's kind of like, you can ask me anything, which is big. That's big. And after the fact, we always follow up and find out, you know, share the episode and the edits and see what they think. And, all of them have just said what an amazing experience it has been to be able to come on and share and be vulnerable and how many people in their own circle have then reached out to them and they have been able to be a resource and wealth of information and experience yeah. also, which is what we're trying to do is just like the whole connection thing, yeah. which kind of brings us to our fourth gratitude point. <laughs> our fourth gratitude point um, was advancements in medicine. And, uh, you know, you think about Oh, I skipped ahead. It was to the fifth. I apologize. We'll stop at fourth and then we'll continue on. Okay. You know, when you're thinking about this, how hard would it have been to struggle with mental illness 100 years ago? Oh, my God. Yeah, where they perform lobotomies and yeah. they lock you in the asylum. That's for I mean, sure where I would have landed. I would not be a pretty person. Or even the if you weren't there, there's no help. There's no Mm-mm. medication that lifts the burden. Okay, minus except the doctors prescribe you sea air and then they send you on like a three month vacation <laughs> yeah. over to the sea to like bath. Is that? <laughs> I don't know. 
there's a really funny meme about that too. I don't think I've shared that one yet, but it's going to be on the next few weeks to <laughs> mental illness not warrior Instagram account. So go follow. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they, what kind of. Literally, it was lobotomy, and they would yeah. lock them in the asylum. There was not really treatment, or they would lock them right. away, like in Jane Eyre. You know, yeah. the first wife was locked away in the other half of the house because she was insane, is what everybody referred to it as, which. Feels bad, okay. Feels bad. that feels bad. I don't want to be referred to that way because I'm not. I just live with bipolar disorder. And so we are thankful for the doctors and for mm -hmm. the scientists and everybody that's trying to find new ways to help. And it's not just you know traditional Western medicine. I mean, there's a lot of holistic things out there that are trying to make progress and in discoveries and you know whatever wherever the there's, help is. There's continuous advancement in this area yeah. all of the time. And that's another thing that I absolutely am so thankful to the listeners and, and guests for is coming on to share some of these things because obviously we cannot have experience in every single area. Right. We just don't, but it's so much fun to come on. And there's things too that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to try that. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to implement this. Yeah. So it's, it's really fun to be continuing to gain so much knowledge that I don't know we that you and I would even have access to outside of this. It, requ it would require so much listening and study and reading and, and I, like we do do that for sure, yeah. but there's way more information than what we could possibly consume and make sense of. So it's so rewarding to have on guests and professionals that are, are knowledgeable in these areas that can just bring it to us. Like in, in cliff notes form and we just get to like glean the information well i just saw this study that was done recently where it was talking about sleep and lack of sleep and they did this study and pe people that had stayed up for 24 hours the brain kicks in and there's like this massive dopamine hit when you stay up <laughs> all night it's the equivalent of the impact of some of the medications that are on the market and so they're, they weren't recommending that everybody stay up all night and they don't sleep, but they were just saying they're starting to realize how the brain works and that understanding might In reveal some other. We do not need to take medication. We just stay up constantly. Yeah. And then we get the, is that what you said? Because that's what I heard. Yeah. Don't sleep is hurting you. I think. <laughs> don't listen to our words, listen to our meaning. No, but even the, the scientists that did the study, they said, don't mistake yeah. this as meaning that you don't need sleep. But they were just saying, we're learning it's how the brain reacts to certain stimulus or stimuli. Yeah. And anyway, so there's, there's constant learning and it's going to get better and better. And we are thankful. I know. So much fun. So much fun to keep learning this. So. All right, number five on our list has got to be the cheerleaders. And that's where it was looped into, the cheerleaders. That's where Mikkel wanted to go. Well, I just didn't have the list in front of me because you're in charge of organization and you do a great job. <laughs> so for those that haven't listened to all episodes, what is a cheerleader? Are we so, talking about pom-poms and, you know, little skirts? If you want to. They're going to discourage you if you want to. But we refer to, to people as either warriors, like people who live with mental illness and are in this battle fighting it every single day. Um, we refer to them as warriors. And then the supporting people around that love and do everything they can to support, we refer to them as cheerleaders. So you're either one of the two. Yeah. So either, and you can be both. True. Yeah. You can be a warrior yourself and a cheerleader for other for people. For other people. Mm -hmm. Like you are. 
I feel like that. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> There's so many stories that we have, so many people we've run into that are dedicated to, mm -hmm. to supporting um, their loved ones. And it really is necessary for the long-term success to have those cheerleaders, to have that small group of people that have your back, yeah. that support you, that understand, that ask questions, that that make adjustments when you're yeah. not feeling great. And yeah. The thing is, it takes so much of a community. Like there is nobody that can tackle this on their own. Nobody. No warrior has it in their power at all times to be managing this alone. And cheerleaders step up sometimes and professionals step up sometimes. Like everybody is required to do this, but you, you can't do it alone. But that's one of the wonderful things that we love is just being connected with the community the way that we are. I mean, I've made a lot of really good friends and maybe they're like reality television friends, you know, <laughs> where we feel like I'm best friends with whoever on our favorite TV show and they have no idea who I am. But <laughs> That's not true. But especially on social media and things like that, there's been a lot of people that I've been able to connect with and we've been able to connect with that like really make my life better. It's rewarding to hear ideas from them and to connect in a way that like not a lot of people understand all the nuances of living with something like this, whether in your relationship, whether you're a cheerleader or whether you're the warrior, like it, it's a very specific thing. And like for sure in life, we can relate to anybody just because going through hard things can help us learn some of the same principles. Yeah. But there are also some times where it's really nice to have somebody who genuinely understands exactly what it feels like to be suicidal, exactly what it feels like, you know, to be the family member after a suicide attempt, um, to be trying to figure out like how to be alive at the end of the day and how your kids can be alive at the end of the day. Like there, there are a lot of heavy, hard things. And so it's really rewarding to connect with them. Um, with other people in that way. And again, like this is kind of the technology thing, but the social media has really allowed us to do that too. So we feel yeah. extremely grateful for the people we've connected with there. So thank you for being part of our community. So thank you to the cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. and our last one, uh, we are thankful for mental illness. We put down mental illness, not really for mental illness, but <laughs> what we've learned. So thankful. We just love it. So much. <laughs> no, we were talking about things that we've learned, things that we've been taught through it and mm. or by it. And uh, so you have to show some gratitude there. So Well, there's a lot of accounts also that I follow. And on Thanksgiving Day, there were a handful of them that posted specifically things they were thankful for, like with bipolar disorder and with living with um, heavy anxiety and depression, because it teaches you different things. And I was, I guess I shouldn't be really surprised. We talk about this frequently. And I feel like in the podcast, we've, we've also addressed this frequently about all of the things that we've gained in our life because of this bipolar diagnosis, mental illness component that we have in our relationship and in our family. And there's been so many good things that have come from it, but that's not something that I hear from everybody all of the time. So it was really fun to be on these different accounts and to see specifically, like, I am thankful because it's turned me into the person I am today. Like when we work through something, we're not just a, a product of all of the good things and all of the hard work we've put in, but we're also a product of the hard things we've gone through. And frankly, that also can be something that's really rich and rewarding in our lives. 
So, but I think some of true. these, you know, realizations can only come after you're through. Once yeah. the weight is lifted, if you're in the yeah. middle and you're in the trenches, you don't have to be grateful. You don't. You can hate it. It can be on your mad list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so just if, if you're in the middle of it, we're not trying to say, hey, think about all the great things. Yeah. We're not Pollyanna in it. I just made that a verb, but yeah. it's not really a verb, <laughs> but I made it that way. Um, but it, it doesn't take away the hard things and it doesn't make them less hard. They're right. hella hard. They're so hard. Yeah. And it easily could be a list of all the reasons why we hate mental illness too, if you look on the flip side. Yes. But there's always going to be a silver lining to pull out. And when you focus on that and like truly try to see it again when you're in a place to see it because right like if, if you're in the middle of like suicidal ideations you're not in the place to be like i'm so thankful that i no you so, don't you're like this is the worst thing ever and you're not wrong it is and it is. once you get through it in hindsight once you're like stable and and in a better place then I found for myself, it was much easier to look back and say, there have been some really amazing things that have come from this. So let me acknowledge give some examples. Oh, I feel like the biggest, there, there are several really big things. One of the biggest things is the necessity of simplifying your life. I feel like before, I used to always hear, oh, simplify, like pare down, do do things, less is more. Right. This is not a new concept. I had heard it for my whole life. But until I hit my own suicide attempt, when we had three small kids, you and me, like trying to, trying to figure out how to make it in the world, um, I did not understand how deeply that concept would have to be implemented. Like right. my whole life was made over in a, a drastic way that never, never would it have been that extreme had we not experienced my suicide attempt and living with bipolar disorder. So sometimes I'll hear pe people will tell me how much they've pared down. But when I compare our, like what's on our plates, my plate has like three tiny bites of things and their plate is still like, well, the food is touching, gross. All the food is touching. So many things. When people say simplify, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll simplify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what you mean, instead of doing 10 things, you'll do nine things. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like, one thing, <laughs> maybe even a half a thing. <laughs> and, like, until you go through it, you don't understand the amount of carrying back that that has to be. Like, I, we, I had no idea. I had no idea that life could even be pared back that much. Well, so, and, you know, I had a realization when I was reading this article. That, that that's what happens when you get old and physically you uh, can't do all the things that you've always done. I remember uh, reading this guy, he was probably in his nineties at this point and couldn't do a lot. And somebody was asking him, you know, well, how has it changed your life? And he said, well, when you can't do everything you've always done, you do what's most important. And so here's this, you know, man, that's, age has taken its toll and he's physically not capable of doing all the many things that he's you know used to fill his life with and so then he just focuses on what's important and and surprisingly he was saying that that he's happy you know yeah. and you don't need all of it you just need to be doing the priorities and what's most important and i think you know mental illness is similar it it curtails your ability to do every single thing that you did before. <laughs> curtails your ability to do 
99% of the things yeah. that you did before. Well, we've talked about this. I mean, <laughs> you know, when we met before we got married, I mean, you had two jobs and you were doing gymnastics and you were excelling in academics. I mean, you were doing a billion things. And doing I'm surprised work. I didn't have a cake. You were. <laughs> I really, looking back, I'm like, dang, how did I do that? I didn't because I crashed. Right. But you were juggling a lot of things because you had the And I was capable of doing it. Yes. At that time. And then no. things changed. And so, yeah. but now what you're saying is, you, even though you don't do all of those same things. You do very few of those things. You do what's most important. And so for you, what's most important? Family time. Family time and my relationships with my family. Um, and that has been something that has totally, totally changed. Um, I feel like I have a very, very full very happy, very fulfilling life, but I do not have a busy life at all. I do not have a busy life. And what that does is allows me to like really have quiet time. I have a lot of peace. I have a lot of quiet, um, just in my mind and in like our surroundings Mm -hmm. in our home, things are pretty quiet and it, it's just very conducive to like being my best self when I can. And I didn't realize before that I was giving all of the, all of my very best efforts to other people and like the kids and our house, our home was what was suffering because whatever was left over would, would go there. And not surprisingly, I would be short on uh, patients and short on, I don't know, just grumpy, just overall grumpy at the end of the day. And once I hit that suicide attempt, like that hundred percent reversed where I say, I said, and I say no to almost everything. I really assess the energy that I've got in my bank and say no to things outside before I say no to anything in my family. And I know that's another thing that people are always like, oh, family first. And I always prioritize my relationships. But when you boil it down, like, do do you really? We said that Mm -hmm. and we did not. We thought we did, but we did not. And so that has been really awesome to, to like really just focus on the quality of those relationships. I also really like how it's made us interact with each other. Like we've had to be open, very open and very honest about stuff. And even now we like, we get Savannah and Max and Gray here for a little while. So we're so, so happy to have them here. And I had, I don't know, I had a day where I was not feeling amazing. And so they were, they were awesome. They're like, you are you okay? You don't seem to be okay. <laughs> I'm not okay. As a matter of fact, I'm not even a little bit okay. But also, like that, I was able to tell them this doesn't have anything to do with you guys. It doesn't have anything to do with anything that's going on. This is just a cycle. It feels like this, and it like the, that's just this day, and it feels like this. And like they were amazing. They're like, okay, what can we do? What's going to feel good? How can we make it easier? You just need quiet time. But we've really had to communicate with our family that way. And I don't think like we do the same thing with our younger kids who both grew up and experienced significant symptoms of mental illness. So that also was required for them. And we had to really listen to them and and do things differently there and think outside the box. Which is the other thing we wrote down, Mm -hmm. thinking outside the box or flexibility Mm -hmm. in how you approach problems or or ways of doing things. You know, a lot of times you grow up and there's one way to do it. And this is how it is done. And mental illness makes you rethink everything 
Does it have to be done that way? Is there a more efficient way to do it? Can I get the same or similar result with less energy expenditure? Yeah. Um, and it just creates some creativity that if you've got the energy, you don't even try to do because you just do it. The You just do it. Yeah. You don't have to like sit and brainstorm and think, okay, how, how can I get this done in the most efficient manner possible? Spending the least amount of time, the least amount of energy, the least amount of mental weight. Like, what am I trying to accomplish yeah. with this thing? And how do we do this thing? So well, to not, make it work. And it's not always a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the way we've done things is just very inefficient, mm -hmm. but we just keep doing them because we have the energy to do it inefficiently. And There's a couple, let me throw out a couple small examples so people kind of know what we're talking about. And if you've been along and listened to every all hundred plus episodes, cool, you may have heard these before, but my guess is people have not, or you've forgotten because True. what I say is so important and I know it's so important, but maybe, maybe not everybody remembers every single little thing. So I'll go ahead and remind them. Um, so one of the things like connecting with people in the neighborhood or connecting with other ladies, because I do like to serve, I do like to support if somebody's sick or they're having a hard time, for example, traditionally, a lot of people will like bring in a meal or take the kids for the afternoon. Those are absolute no-goes for me. Not even a little bit, not even, nope, no. But what I can do is buy a chocolate bar from the store and then I just stop by and say hi on the porch and listen for 15 minutes. The same thing has been accomplished where they feel like, I care about them. I've spent time. I've listened to them. I've contributed in a way that didn't overspend me. And I think that's kind of where, like, that's a real life practical example. Yeah. You also mentioned the beginning of this, the turkey situation. I mean, how yes. long did it used to take you to <laughs> buy, to prepare? To buy. To... Three days of the brining, of yes. course. And we live in Arizona, so it's not cold outside in the wintertime. So I'd always have to go out and like repack the ice like every two hours <laughs> to keep the turkey from boiling uh but really it was the mental anguish for like the whole two yeah. weeks three weeks leading up to thanksgiving of like how am i gonna make this delicious none none of it none of it so yes buy it from Costco. creativity you figure out a way to do the same thing mm -hmm. with less energy and to be okay when things look different right because some people out there might be saying what you can't buy a turkey for thanksgiving you have to make it and i'm here to testify you do not <laughs> It'll be so embarrassing if people know you bought a turkey. Why you don't invite anybody else over, but then you blast it to the world yes. by by uh, outing yourself. But yeah. I don't care. That's something I don't care about. So it's fine. I'm not outing myself because I don't care. I don't need to keep up that pretense of making it all from scratch. Well, the last thing we talked about, benefits or the blessings, we'll say from this, this is it, it can bring your marriage closer together. Or family, family your relationships. Your relationships closer together. Mm -hmm. Now, it can also have the opposite effect, but it really can have the, uh, the power to help you get on the same page, help you work towards a common goal, help, mm -hmm. help you connect, help you communicate, all the sort of things that are, are necessary for you know, good relationships. Um, it it's can do that. totally a team effort. There's no way that I could manage this alone. But also, I mean, we've done some episodes on this too about like our relationship because a lot of people will ask, oh my gosh, how do you even stay married? Because <laughs> we're both amazing. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> but, but just 
like we're truly a team. Like there are a lot of things I can bring to the table that you don't. And a lot of things that you bring to the table that I need. So it's, it's a joke. Well, and it's, frankly, the mental, when I'm manic, mm-hmm. I can grocery shop in like 35 minutes. Flat. <laughs> that's true. So I run through the store, not on purpose, but because that's how fast I move on the brain just won't stop. So, but, you know, well, specifically in marriage, every marriage has things to work through. Mm-hmm. It could be physical ailments, it could be financial. I mean, there's so many different opportunities or challenges. And you either work through them and it makes you stronger or you don't and it makes you weaker. And so mental illness is no different in my mind from any number of other things that you know we could be, you know, having to overcome together. Mm-hmm. And so it's it not in of itself is not a bad thing. It's just how you handle it that can be either good or bad. So mm-hmm. that's really smart. Yeah. That's why we have fun. So that is our big gratitude. Our big thank you. Big thank you to everybody. To all of you. And then next week, stay tuned for our angry. And that was real sign language, by the way. If you're watching <laughs> this, this is real. Thank you. <laughs> We're glad you're here. Yes. Next week, we'll have the angry episode. It's actually going to be super fun to do that one. I feel like we have to. <laughs> My hate list. <laughs> this is everything. <laughs> Anti gratitude. <laughs> that would be interesting. Could be it, real... it could be fun. It could just be ranting because sometimes that's valuable too. Okay. So, okay. We'll, we'll think about here. it. You guys throw out thoughts. Follow us on mentalillness.warrior on Instagram and you can DM me there. You can follow us on our website, mentalillnesswarrior.com. And on the last page, you can submit questions or topics that you're wondering about for the podcast. You can submit that there. Um, or you can just call us up if you know somebody who has our phone number. And <laughs> you can do that too. And we love when you reach out. That's another gratitude point. Like I love interacting with the listeners. Thank you to those of you who email. Thank you to those of you who repeatedly email. I truly feel like you're um, close and, and dear friends of ours. So yes. we we love hearing from you. Well, I have to we say know. nobody emails me or contacts me. I feel like it's because I'm just a little bit cooler than you are. I mean, I didn't want to say that loud. So, Mikhail does share it with me. So, if you said to Mikhail, I will be looking. It's a joint effort. It's a joint effort. I do share. I do share. And I love hearing about the people that are reaching out. I know. It it makes it feel like this is important work. And that we're making a difference, which is what we want to do because we love you all. So, again, thank you for being here. Um, If you have not subscribed to our Weekly Warrior newsletter, do that on the website, too. It's on the front page. It says subscribe here. And you get awesome content every Monday morning, which is fun. And, yeah, I assume it's fun. I write it, and it's fun. I don't know if it's fun for other people. That's not true. I get a lot of people responding back, um, and I love to hear that, too. So, Thank you for being here. Thank you for being one of the best parts of our lives and something that we're truly, truly grateful for this holiday season. We're glad that you're here on the podcast. If you like the podcast, rate it and share it with a friend. If you have questions or topics you'd like to see covered, we told them, we told you where to get them at mentalillness.warrior on Instagram or mentalillnesswarrior.com on the website. If you would like to learn more about living with mental illness on a day-to-day basis, you can get my book, Thriving with Mental Illness, on Amazon. And as always, there are no topics that are limits and no questions that go into a We will see you next time. See you next time.